0: You're listening to the League of Ordinary Gentlemen podcast with your hosts, Brent and Angelo. Well, week seven is here in the Lug.
1: This is episode 17, Wayne's World. Angelo, how are you doing today? I'm doing okay considering the standings, but uh, not so well considering my injuries, and that's something we're going to talk about in oh a little man, bit. man, are already. we ever going to get into that? This has
0: been Ooh. a tumultuous time in in uh, in the pool for you, but
1: uh, I think that might be the best word to describe it. Yeah, it's so times are
0: tough. Times are tough. Just before we get into our show, um, let's talk about Allison here.
1: Yeah. So Allison uh, emailed back the other day. It looks like. Uh, Kelsey's probably been promoted to VP. Uh, of ESPN. The vice whole, president of ESPN. Not can just the
0: hockey pool part of it, did the, or the whole, fantasy sports, the whole Disney. organization. Vice <laughs> president at Disney. She, Absolutely. She
1: did such a good job with us that yeah. uh, she's gone. So Allison's back. Allison can spell. Allison can spell. So, uh, yeah, but with, even, the site is getting better-ish, but there's still issues. Um yeah, who was it the other day? Our champ, Hennessy Williams, had some trouble with the backup, 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 backup goalie for L.A. Not getting any stats for him, even I though he got a shutout. Out. I know. But that seems, I think he got his points now. So Allison he's, he's, has fixed it. Allison fixed it up. She's, I, a, she's a go-getter. I either have the Lemonheads or Elvis Costello
0: running through my head right now for Allison. Got to be the Lemonheads. It's got to be the Lemonheads.
1: Yeah, it's got to be the Lemonheads.
0: Uh, I don't want your thoughts on what's going on in Edmonton here. For me, I look at it as is. Uh, this is craziness in some sense. I know they're they're struggling, they're having a hard time, but
1: what are they thinking? Well, what I don't get, I guess you know what they're thinking is that Hitchcock is only committed to the end of the year, so it's a short-term fix. But, I mean, Peter Chiarelli is the guy they should have fired. That guy is, he's incompetent. Taylor Hall and Jordan Eberle, and yep. who did they get back? Adam Larson and somebody who was traded for somebody this week it's, it's 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 completely ridiculous and i look at uh do you think they approach quenville
0: at all i i i have an idea that that he probably just said i'm not i'm not touching that one
1: yeah i wonder if quenville is just gonna sit pat and uh look at seattle as an option who knows oh that's an actually interesting It'd be kind one. of fun to be part of that building team although dave Tippett i think is there as well but I, uh, edmonton uh, peter shirelli is, oh, is lord there. heaven help me He's the careless whisperers of the NHL. He <laughs> yes. He's kind of like you, real life. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. I'm not much of a tragedy. <laughs> uh, no, no, he's, he's managed. He's won a Stanley Cup.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah no. I haven't, I haven't, I, what Stanley Cup have I won? You will. One day you One will. Day. okay. And then the rest of the time you're going to screw things up. It'll be glorious. It will be. All right, let's get into our show here. Let, uh, let's talk about the injuries that are plaguing some managers.
1: Yeah, so we're going to talk about some injuries quickly. We'll obviously get into our winners and losers. We've got a special guest, hopefully. 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 If he's available. And then we're going to look at our main topic, which is going to be uh, if Wayne Gretzky and some of these other superstars were still NHL players, where would they rank?
0: Absolutely. Within fun. Modern, and you, you have some amazing stats here. So let's get right to it with the injury bug. And I think we're going to be focusing on really, uh, what, five, five, six managers that have been
1: pretty much plagued.
0: Yeah, um, I think we
1: need to go back to the start of the year. Nick was, uh, was bitten worse than anyone else right off the bat. Yeah, right off the bat, yeah. And then it, he seemed to recover a little bit, but a uh, bad week for Nick. He's lost uh, Suban to the IR. They're not really re- re- revealing what is up with Suban. Yeah. So um, right now Nick's got to deal with that, but he also had to drop Vincent Trocek because Vincent Trocek just had ankle surgery and he might not be back this Did year. Did you see the highlights on that one? That I sort of saw it. I turned away mm. just, as, just as they were slowing it down. Yeah, and he's... He,
0: he, as everybody knows, he's been uh, climbing the standings pretty, you know, pretty good here. He's at seventh place with with 86 points in total, and he, uh, you know, not too long ago we
1: remember him being in 11th and 12th. So this has got to hurt him pretty bad. I think so. Uh, you know, and hopefully he doesn't get another one. He's already had a, a huge hit with the injuries, so hopefully he doesn't get it again soon uh the next couple managers are kind of in the same boat oh
0: i'm Uh, thinking of bulby can we go to bulby or did you want to jump to somebody uh,
1: we will talk about bulby but his injuries are quite significant (laughs) i was just going to say quickly you and warham are suffering the same fate right now and that is your number one goalie is out with uh rant has been out since november 3rd but he hasn't played a lot of games this year and then quick uh with his meniscus uh, he's on the ice. He's yeah, he's on doing, the ice. Like, that's surprising. That's
0: surprising. But you know, quick is quick has traditionally been out. When he's out, he's out for a bit. And but losing but, a
1: goalie hurts hard.
0: It does. But talk about some of my deals. What do you think of the deals that I've made to kind of shore that up a little bit? I I, dealt, I I had to deal like I had to deal Crosby away and got Hallebuck back.
1: Or yeah, you got Hallebuck. So hopefully he doesn't get hurt. But mm, that's your, your. I think you went from having the worst goaltending last week to potentially having. One of the best goaltending groups. That's interesting. Groups. Um, who, do, who else did you pick up? You didn't get Allen. Who did you get?
0: Well, let me see here. Like, So if we go, I got Broussard. No, is it Broussard? Not Broussard. What is his name? The centerman? Is he's going to play in <laughs> Pittsburgh. <laughs> he's going <laughs> to play goalie Broussard. So you did get Jake how, Allen. And I got Allen as well. So I picked up oh. Allen. I'm, I'm cautiously playing him. Like he, He's matched up tonight against Nashville, and so I think he's going to... Ride the pine on that one.
1: I don't well, think you, I'm going to I would say you Nash, have a you Nashville. have a goaltending group now that is competent, at least serviceable. Before oh, I didn't have I, I, yep. I
0: no. So so let's talk about about warm here. He's suffering as well with Ranta, right?
1: Yeah. So he's lost Ranta um, since the beginning of the month. Yeah. And. Uh, you know, his goaltending stats aren't great. You got Roberto Luongo back and I think Bobrovsky is playing a lot better. A little so bit better, yeah. He can ride it out uh, until Ranta gets back, but that hurts. Ranta had one of the highest, if not the highest, save percentage in the NHL last year. Well, yeah, and I mean, his his, his season
0: stats are, are respectable. He's right? only played he, nine games. He's only played nine games, but he has a 929 save percent and a 2.1 goals against. So, I mean, that's no shutouts, but I mean, it's it's also Arizona, but he, he's he's... You know, respectable, right? For
1: sure. Yep. But he's suffering. So who are we jumping to next here in terms of this injury bug? So I would say the three managers that are hurting the most, um Doug, Whiskey, Dick, Van Dyke. Yeah. Uh he's got Kuznetsov who's currently day to day, but if you saw him get knocked in the head last week, he could be on IR. I don't know why. For I a think. long
0: time. Yeah, yeah that he, was that was I think he's got a concussion. And they they're being the capitals are being very quiet about this one, I think, but he's he got his bell just completely wrong.
1: Well it says upper body, so it's either his head or his elbow.
0: Yeah. It could be or nose. Could be nose.
1: He could yeah, he could, could have, have a sniffle.
0: The flu. That's right.
1: Um so um, he's lost him he, he's lost um Charlie McAvoy has only yeah. played seven games this year. I know. And that was he's a young defenseman. He's uh you know, a Thomas Shabbat style defenseman, really young, up and comer, fast guy. Yeah. Should score a ton of that, points. That Number to one shoot. power play yeah, guy. I, absolutely. So uh, that's a huge loss for Doug on the back end, and then the big one. The big obviously, one
0: obviously is Vasy out for four it says four to six, but who knows?
1: Yeah, so he broke his foot. I weeks, think. yeah, so so four to six weeks takes us to just past Christmas.
0: So you know the the question is, can Doug can Doug hold off without doing anything? I mean, I, I would if you were a Doug, what would you be doing with that that uh, On your team right now those that the amount of red on your team i know
1: i actually know what doug will do because we were communicating last night about our respective problems and he is going to stand pat. he's going to ride it out he's going to try to ride it out which i think is a good strategy
0: there you go um can we jump to uh heisenberg here let's go because i want to say actually I, i think you're in one of the worst shapes i've ever seen you and i'm not taking joy at this but i let's talk about heisenberg
1: first and then we'll get to your 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 sorrow Well, Heisenberg obviously lost uh, the guy who was the hottest player in the league uh, before he got injured, and that's Austin Matthews. So his timetable to return is imminent. But to, to lose him for a month or a month and a half obviously hurts. And then his defense was decimated with Strallman. And, and Fowler, Fowler broke his face, so yeah. Fowler's gone forever.
0: He's, he's gone forever. And
1: Strowman, yeah. you know what? He's serviceable, but still, it hurts because then you're picking. You know, we've talked about how how this, the the yeah. pickings are slim, especially
0: a D. A, a D. Like yeah. there's nothing on the FA wire. It's been an incredible. Usually, there's more depth there, um, and it'd be interesting to have a show on that later on. But I think I think uh, when you have a defenseman that goes down, uh, there's very slim pickings to to pick up on that. So. All right. We'll see, like and so let's jump to to your pain, your torment. You have had one miserable week in the pool.
1: Yes. So I don't recall. And I, and I feel for you. Sorry, I just to cut you off. I my heart is going out tell for you. you right now. When you texted me last night, it, you I could feel the, the pain sympathy through your, the, yeah, through your sarcasm. I, it was, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. So, uh, but what I am surprised, because you are a notorious ambulance chaser, I'm surprised that you only texted me about the injury and you didn't send some terrible trade offer. So uh, maybe well, that's coming I up
0: after today. Maybe it is, but I, I know you're not going to move those Boston players. I know Bergeron, even though he's out, uh, you're not touching him, you're not touching Michon. Uh I guess I could try to pry something away from Forrest Berg, but, you know, he's got that center-left wing kind of combo thing going. We've had it. We talked about that. I don't know, I. But but that's not just the that, that's not just it, right? Bergeron's out for four weeks. Arvidsson's out six to eight weeks.
1: Klindberg, when's he coming back? He's got five plus weeks. He'll be reevaluated in f- five plus weeks. And Ben Bishop right now is day to day. They're saying he's out a week, uh, but who knows? So, you're uh, What are you thinking about this? Like you see that like that's the backbone of of your success this season, right? What are you thinking? If you look out the window right now, the sun is shining, and that's what I'm thinking. It's I've got a look. I've yeah. got a look at the positives and the positives are. This is now allowing me to manage my max and pace, where before I was uh, well over at the forward positions. This is going to allow me to maybe get some of that pace back. That's what I keep telling myself, because otherwise I'm losing guys for. At this point, it looks like 18 to 20 weeks in lost game time for me. Uh, I'm not panicking. I'm in first place. I'm in a good position. I think I'm going to drop a few spots. Yeah. If, if I drop into fourth or fifth, I might look to make a move. But I'm not going to drop these guys because there's nobody out there to get, and I'm not going to trade them for nothing.
0: Well, it's interesting, right? It, 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 so I think you know, with between Bobby, you, and I'm sure Nick's going to do the same. Like I don't th- see a whole lot of trades coming out of the plague of our injuries, right? So.
1: No, and hopefully for the you know the three of us that have been hit the most, and for Nick, yeah, it's the end, and and hopefully it's your turn to get a lot of injuries, and um, oh, thank you, no problem, and I would also like to see Mike get a lot of injuries. I and would love to see Mike. You get know it. who I want more than anyone? Who? Pull my finger. Yeah, he you know. he, he has no injuries. No, fountain of youth.
0: He he is a youthful, youthful man, and you look at his team, Marshall's team here. He's everybody's healthy. He's plugging right along at fourth. Um, I would like to see Eichel go down. If like, Let's pick a player on here. Let's curse him. Nathan Who? McKinnon. Ma- McKinnon, or Tavares. Against each other, and they hit each other. Each other, concussion. I think right now, though, yeah. he
1: is feeding these guys some good spring water from Umpire, uh, Ontario, and these guys are healthy because of that. steroids. Um,
0: all right. Uh, let's shift a bit here to this week's winners and losers so if we we we, i mean this is always a highlight of the week we're looking at 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 this week's winners and losers last week we started with winners let's start this week with the losers let's start with uh, let's do it in reverse order the third uh
1: place loser of the week here would be who all right well Springwater, jason uh you know what his players are healthy but they're not really helping him right now he dropped Seven and a half points this week, and he is down to fourth place. And the great Heisenberg is uh, nipping at his heels. So he's had a bad week. He's down to 100. Um, I don't know why he dropped so much, but obviously – these are some big numbers this week. Last week, they were really minor shifts. Every number this week is huge numbers. So PMF at yeah. seven point five actually did pretty good compared to our our other two guys. Yeah, I mean, a shift of seven or ten or so points
0: that like that's what we're seeing this this week here, uh, at this time in the pool is is pretty big.
1: Our second loser of the week is last week's uh, number one player. Yeah, uh, Warum. Has suffered a minus eight for the week yeah that's pretty big so three weeks in a row we have three different guys in first place and he's gone from first down to third place Uh, so a significant fall for him uh, minus eight again maybe it's just a blip for him or maybe this is a trend downward we will see in the coming weeks
0: yeah I think it's a little bit too early to call on that one I mean but he, again, he's trying to fight in to get into the, the, the top two spots. He's, he's only, again, he's only three points out. He's only four points out of first. There's no panic there. But when you look at it holistically, a drop of eight points over the week, that's, you know, that's not something to, to, uh,
1: to, uh, to be too proud of. Uh, the biggest loser is uncle martian he has plummeted all the way down yeah. to 11th place 55 Five points point. yeah uh, again he's he's being haunted by these assists and points he can't get any assists and any points he's got Sidney crosby he hasn't played for him yet but no he he's hasn't got crosby he's got kane he's got pasternak yeah and his team should be putting up mega points and they aren't right now you know what? he's got goals like he's, he's got goal scorers and he's only got A rank of two in the game winning goals and only a rank of 5.5 in goals so he's had quite the season so far because i mean what was his highest six six or seven yeah like he got up
0: there there and he got he got uh well into the the to the 70 point range 70 75 or so he got season high kind of thing and now, this week, he's down at 55 and the 11th. And, you know, I think, again, I think sunny days are coming his way. He's got some key players. He's done a big deal. Um, he's just got to wait and be patient, I think, at this point. Yep, let's um, go on to our winners. Winners. So let's, again, reverse order. Uh, no, let's start at the top because we we're going to have a
1: special guest on today. Oh, we are. So the, the, the biggest winner of this week is Heisenberg. Yeah, so that makes me really happy because he had fallen. He'd had some bad weeks. So I'm, I'm really excited that Heisenberg has done a game. Um, he gained nine point five uh, yeah, for the week, big. which is huge, and he's now in the mix for yep. for top four, top three, which is good. So absolutely, we've picked him to do well, and it looks like he's had a good rebound. Yeah, once Matthews gets healthy, yeah, just watch, watch out. out. Yep. His
0: goals will climb up. He's only at five and a half with goals. So uh, number two is Bowlby.
1: Yeah, and I'm really happy for that one too because he had a, a bad few weeks. He's yep. been hit by the injury bug, but he was falling. I think he even fell down into the 70s. Yeah, he um, was really this struggling. Week. Yeah, so he's up at 88 points. He's gone up plus 8.5 the night last uh, night over the week yeah. in total. So uh, I would say Heisenberg and Whiskey Dick Van Dyke show. I'm really happy for, and I'm glad that they're contending again because I was getting concerned about those teams. Okay, the the I'll take this one here. The the yeah. the. the Big, sorry, the third, the third,
0: and third place for the winner uh, this week in terms of winners is Mike Flamablanca uh, with a jump of seven and a half points. And if you if you've looked at, at Mike over over the say the last three weeks, uh, he has been climbing a bit. He's been he's fall back. He's 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 really um, collapsed a little bit. Mike. But but uh he is he has really he has really um proved himself here to be a, a bit of a competitor in his first year at se- right now currently 77 and a half points
1: and mike is on the line hey mike how you doing we're just talking about our biggest winners and our biggest losers for the week and you are our third biggest winner at 7.5 points how you feeling i'm feeling pretty good how are you guys well, we're fantastic. I mean, well,
0: I'm, I'm, I'm fantastic, but you're not. I know I'm three. I'm three points behind you, Mike, and and it's it, it's kind of painful when when uh when the rookie is 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 beating you. But uh, I'm going to have to accept that, I guess, for this week at least. Yeah, is
2: that where you are? I kind of stopped paying attention after I passed you. I was uh, it was kind of a thing for a bit, but now it's just become reality. So.
0: I'm, I'm 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 really close. I'm like the object in the in in your mirror is closer than it appears kind of thing. So that's that's All that's right. me right now. So don't worry, have no fear. You'll fall back and probably settle down. Here's my my guess for you, Mike. It will be next week. You'll be at tenth. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's that's I'll what I'm saying. It. Yeah. So we have that. a healthy
1: All rivalry. That. Have you noticed this? No, I, I don't even know. So Mike, even, yeah. uh, just to let you know, and you should be happy that you're. Uh, you're beating brent but beating brent is kind of like the equivalent of uh being happy that you beat the buffalo sabers ouch yeah sorry it's true like we beat the buffalo <laughs> sabers i scored six on chad johnson all right so right. that's right. last year well again i don't remember saying i was happy about it i mean so i
2: still have a bit of work to do but that's uh, oh there's joy there's in, in your vi-
0: uh, in your voice uh Mike.
2: well it was a thing for a while that it's you know <laughs> again it's one one win at a time just Taking small steps forward. There's other bigger goals in sight right now. So All let's, right. Yeah, yeah, let's
0: talk about actually your your experience so far in in in, in the league here. You you've you've actually had and you've made a quick presence here uh, this year in such a short period of time. So how are you feeling about everything so far? Uh, yeah, not
2: bad so far. I mean, I'm starting to kind of settle in. Uh, I was. Very unhappy with my draft. Like pretty much immediately wanted to redo. So um, as you can see, I've pretty much waived everybody, and that's kind of been my my philosophy. Is that you know, if anybody's not uh, pulling their weight or looks at me funny, they're gone. So
1: been ruthless in so- that regard. So I, I thought that your draft really wasn't good, but that's typical of a first-time yeah. Yeah. draft because you don't really know the ins and outs of things. I know you were texting me about uh, not understanding the multi-position thing. I think you picked up Joe Pavelski. Thought he was a right-winger because he had that right-wing designation, but that took away a center slot. So this is just a first-year thing. You did leave a lot of money on the table, but I'm sure next year uh, yeah,
0: you've yeah, learned yeah, and yeah, this won't happen again.
1: Yeah. That was, that was definitely I mean,
2: both those things, right? I messed up on my centers immediately, so uh, one of the guys I had targeted right away was Pedersen, and because I drafted these guys in multi-positions, I wasn't able to get them, so that's probably my biggest regret so far, and then the other thing that messed me up was, uh, I think it was you, Angelo, and Doug, who had a pile of money, and I wasn't sure how much, typically what guys went for, so I was reluctant to spend, I was in on a few bids that kind of got up to a pretty high level, and then I chickened out thinking that I wouldn't have enough money to fill my roster. So, you know, in hindsight, that was a huge mistake because I, I was in on burns. I can't remember who else, but guys that certainly would have made a difference.
1: So. Well, I think I, I think what you've done, though, since is you've kind of rectified what was a disaster of a draft into a pretty decent team, and and you get to know kind of manager styles within the first few weeks and you are i would say someone who is ruthless with your players but also you're not afraid to pull off some big deals so you've pulled off some trades uh talk to us so first you did a trade with uh with jewel how do you feel about that one yeah i know how i feel
2: (laughs) that one worked out pretty well yeah Yeah, i'm pretty happy with that move uh i was a little hesitant to get rid of marner uh but at that point i was pretty much desperate because i was down at the bottom Yeah. and uh that was i was quite happy to to get rid of him seeing that i had waived him and then uh, claimed him again on waivers as i lost kachuk pretty much immediately so uh yeah i was pretty happy with that move that that was packaged up and yeah
1: i had some managers actually uh text me and say they were going to vote against that trade because they thought that um, the careless whispers had taken advantage of a new manager. Well, I mean, clearly, uh, but, it clearly, Andy Gourd, man, oh, that guy is, is fantasy it, gold. I and
0: again, that uh, he, I knew he was on the first line. I just wasn't patient enough on that deal. Uh, and 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 Mike won that one clear. And and I, the nice thing about that one, what I it, it, it is, it, I guess, the happiness that 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 bad deal brings me is that that has also allowed you to to have some. Key assets on your team that you may want to flip down the road or keepers, and you're in a position that was the same thing with your deal with Angelo. Can you can you talk about that one? Uh, yeah,
2: I mean that worked out well as well. I was definitely I've been hurting. I, I my goaltending has been an issue, and I knew that again coming out of the draft as I had Markstrom because I had basically no choice at that time. I don't think there were any starting goalies left. No. Um, so to get a top five goalie right now is has been nice had Halak as well so Aiden and I were, were talking and we came pretty close at one point to blowing up the the uh, the whole pool here we had a 5 for 5 trade kind of agreed upon by text but it ended up both of us I think kind of out at one point point. and I did have an official offer sitting in my uh, from Aiden for Halak and it was a two player deal two for two I can't remember now but because we were talking about the 5-for-5, five five, I didn't pull the trigger. So, so I possibly could have had Halak in here, which would have,
1: would have been nice too. But Well, you know um, what? You should re-explore the 5-for-5. Five five. We love big deals in this book. Mo- <laughs> we love <laughs> it. It's so entertaining. Yeah. You, know, you know what I found? Well, sorry. we got a little announcement going on here. So uh, what surprised me is I was shopping Kincaid. I thought maybe he would play fewer games now that Corey Schneider's back. But I needed to get rid of a goalie to pick up a defenseman because Klingberg was hurt, and I knew that I was over in the other positions. And nobody was interested in Kincaid. I couldn't believe it because he yep. is a top five goalie. I actually offered um, you and I were texting about Dowdy for Kincaid, and you at first rejected that yeah. notion. Well, then came back a few was, days later.
2: Well, I think it was a two-player, it was a two-for-two two deal, wasn't it? I think you had Dumba in there, and I think he wanted to remember who you wanted now uh and i didn't like the second part of the deal so
1: strange because usually my deals are
2: fair yeah, that's, yeah that's i didn't bizarre. think it was unfair i just there was something about it i didn't like and so um uh, dowdy wasn't doing too much for me at the time so uh and i needed a goalie and he was kind of killing me in my plus minus and it was about about minus nine so that kind of factored into my decision and I figured I'd roll the dice, so that's, that's one thing. I'm not afraid to take a gamble. I'll, uh, I'll take flyers on guys pretty quickly. So if anybody's out there listening, I'm definitely open to ideas. Um,
0: I'm, I'm down to trade. Yeah, it, I think that's why you're such a welcome addition to the pool is that you, you, you don't have those emotional attachments to players. Um, you know, you, 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 you're an ardent Leaf fan, but despite that, you're willing He's to... not th- a Leaf fan. <laughs> I'm just trying Leaf to insult you. <laughs> Sorry, I just got grossed out there. So you, 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 you don't get necessarily too attached. Yeah, you want you know some of your favorite players, this and that, but just like everybody else does for a bit. But you, you like the deal, and, and uh, yeah, you're a welcome addition to this pool for sure.
1: Hey, Mike. I'm before we we let you go because we got to go on to our main topic. I have to tell you, your name came up in my household the other day, and I felt complete rage from the early '90s. You want me to tell you what happened? Oh God! Don't worry. So uh, I was talking to uh, my son. He's. I think they've started some racket sports in uh, at his school, and so I told him about the badminton <laughs> courts in gym class and how HB set up the six courts right? And then we'd have the winner's court and I would always end up in court five. I would beat whoever was in court five and then I would get in court six and you would be there and I could never beat you at badminton. And it, I actually felt re-rage. I, I told Peter, I said, I like I would smash my racket in class. Like I would lose all composure because I could not beat you at badminton. Do you recall that?
2: Yeah, I, I, I do. I think uh, you couldn't beat me at paddle ball as well. I think I remember <laughs> the rackets being thrown at times. I think I did I think you may have thrown your badminton rocket racket across the net at
1: me once <laughs> uh, yes I did and it was it was a if you recall it would have been a neon green slash neon yellow badminton racket that was fired at your face <laughs> probably
2: a black knight yeah, I think I remember seeing the logo coming at me but again <laughs> my uh, my reflexes on the badminton cork were pretty quick so really it
0: wasn't close it was just kind of funny but fun. that's awesome <laughs> maybe we can have a rematch at one point <laughs> like the Seinfeld race I, exactly exactly <laughs> same thing <laughs> hey, would happen hey,
2: if you fly me out I'm in there we so go sounds like <laughs> well we to put it on but the, the school board has a lot of money yeah, I think they would definitely <laughs> it would be a good charity event so awesome. it's, hey
1: anything you'd like to say to your uh, chief rival Brent Jewell before you get going uh
2: not really right? well yeah, actually hey Brent yeah Mike uh, yeah uh, do you remember the time I passed you in
0: the pool <laughs> I I I've, I have a faint recollection of this right now yeah. as I'm staring at yeah. the standings yeah, yeah. That, was, that was awesome <laughs> that was awesome well Mike you know I would l- <laughs> like to thank you for coming on the show again you're a welcome addition enjoy your beautiful Vancouver morning is it sunny out there all right,
2: great. The only other thing I should say is that uh, Warham should tech me um, yep. to trade me Pedersen, and for the guys, anybody who has uh, Edmonton Oilers players right now, you should immediately waive them, like <laughs> McDavid and the dry sidles because the goals are about to dry up.
1: So. <laughs> Under
2: Hitchcock's system. And, and
1: those guys are yeah. about to hate hockey. Exactly, there you go. All right, yeah. man. All right, good dude. Good chatting with you, buddy. Uh, all right, guys. We'll talk to you later. Thanks. Yep.
0: Well, that was a treat. That was nice. All the way from yeah, the West Coast. All the way from the West Coast. Fantastic. 9.30 in the morning then. Yeah, 9.30 And No, is it 8.30? It's three hours, right? Oh, it's 8.30 in yeah, the morning. That oh, yeah, oh, up yeah that clock's a... Oh, yeah, that's still daylight yeah, like yeah, savings yeah. clock. So, um, here we go. We're moving into our, our feature of, of, of the podcast, and that is Wayne's World and If Gretzky Still Played.
1: Well, that was the top hit from 1985. There you go. The saxophone gets me every single time. Tear. I, I can love see it. the
0: tear in your eye right well, now. Well, I
1: was. Uh, can you feel the sway? The sway. <laughs> I just want to sway when I hear that song. Uh, in the wind. It. In the wind. There we go. All right. All right so here's, here we go. Here's what we're going to do. We took the greatest seasons in NHL history at every position, and then. We looked at the stats for those seasons, looked at what they would be at the 25%, uh, we're about 20 games in, 25% yeah, 20 games in season. In. Yeah, that's right. And we said, where would these guys be today in, in the pool? And some of the stats are just mind-blowing. So uh, let's get into it. Let's Can we start at the bottom? Let's start at the goalies. Let's start with the goalies. Okay, so here are the greatest goalie seasons of all time, fellas. For goalies, we looked at um, four goalies, all-time wins, shutouts, goals against, and save percentage, actually five goalies. So uh, Marty Brodeur and Braden Holtby tie for the most wins in NHL history, and that's at 48 uh, wins for a season. That's insane.
0: So Brodeur was 06, 07, and
1: Holtby was uh, 15, 16. Holtby did it in 12 fewer games. Brodeur played almost the entire season. He played 78 games that year. unreal. So um, he got 48 wins. Holtby got 48 wins. For shutouts, uh, all-time shutout leader is from the Chicago Blackhawks. 1969 1970 and that is tony esposito yeah i should say for goalies too i looked at minimum of 50 games yeah uh and then he played 63 games too that's yeah that's pretty impressive yeah uh for our goals against average uh 2002 2003 we're going back to the dallas stars and marty turco he played 55 games and had a goals against average of 1.72 that's ridiculous that is absolutely ridiculous and finally for save percentage we looked at tim thomas and Tim Thomas in the 2010-2011 season, which I think is the year they won the Stanley Cup. Yep. And then remember Tim Thomas refused to go to the White House. That's right. Because uh, was Barack Obama in the White Bush. House then? Bush? No. No, it was Obama. No. That's it right. It was Obama. Yeah. It was. That's right. Yep. And so he didn't go. He kind of pioneered that, I guess. And he had a 938 save percentage.
0: And I think some of our managers would remember that season uh, very well and how, much, uh, and how valued and how pined after
1: I guess Thomas was. Absolutely. Okay, yep. so let's look So let's look at um, if they were playing in the league this year yep. at the 20-game points. So the 25% of the season piece, yeah. Marty Brodeur would have played almost all the games and yep. it would be at 12 wins right now. So would Braden Holtby. And here's what's really impressive. Our wins leader right now, Frederick Anderson, has played 17 games, and he has 12 wins. Wow. So uh, Freddie Anderson, he is having a career year right now. He could have a record-breaking year. Absolutely. Like, he's having a stellar year. Um, Tony Esposito would be at four shutouts already. Wow. Which is pretty awesome. And then Marty Turco and Tim Thomas, their goals against the save percentage, would likely be the same. So let's look at our two top goalies in the league. Um, And that's uh, Frederick Anderson right now. 17 games played, 12 wins, one shutout, a 2.08 goals against, and 9.35 save percentage. And then you want to talk about our second guy? Yeah, the second guy
0: is Pecorine. He's played 11 games, seven wins, two shutouts, 167 goals against, and a 0.943 save uh, percent so, average. Unreal. So, yeah. unreal. so
1: we're seeing two goalies that are having unreal seasons for yeah. different reasons. That's right. Uh, for Freddie Anderson, it's um, his save percentage is unbelievable. But his wins right now, um, we'll talk about what that projects out to over 82 games. Uh, for Pekka Rene, his goals against and his save percentage is, is mind-blowing. He's playing for that contract. Yeah, he already got the contract oh he got right. a two-year that's extension right. he got the two-year extension that's right so in another episode we might talk about what impact that has on uc saros's Saros. val- value that's right okay that's right. so let's project these guys so uh freddie anderson in an 82 game schedule is projected to play 70 games right now he would have 49 wins so he will at this pace set the record for all-time wins by a goalie and pecker um, not as impressive on the win front because he's he was injured, right? That's so, right, yeah, he, and Saros has picked up a couple of those games, right? But still... He's projecting out to 45 games played, but but 29 of those will be wins. And that sounds about right because they're going to lessen his load a bit while UC Saros gets a few more games. That's right. So, Pecorine will play 45 to 50 games. He'll
0: have more shutouts, though. Than, he will. Yeah.
1: He's projecting out to eight shutouts right now. And, and his goal's against? It's crazy. 167. Yeah, so right now we could be seeing... Uh, one of the great NHL uh, years by a goalie. If Freddie Anderson can keep it up, he may be challenging Marty Brodeur and Braden Holt before the most wins of all time.
0: Which is interesting because we have seen a lot of goals, and we have seen so far in the NHL, and we've seen um, really wacky uh, goals against averages. Like in, and uh, so Fre- Frederick Anderson becoming uh, standing out, or Pekarina standing out is, is and in terms of being a record-setting
1: year is a, it, to be honest is a bit surprising. You know what? Uh, Let's talk about surprising. Let's get into our defense right now. Okay. Okay, so we looked at the two greatest seasons of all time for our defensemen. Uh, No surprise here. Who's our top two uh, scoring defensemen of all time? Oh, oh, sorry, Bobby Orr. And Paul Coffey. There There we we go. So Bobby Orr's greatest season, 1970-71. He got 139 points. But here's here's the <laughs> insane stat. defenseman, eh. He got 139 points, which is crazy, but his plus minus that year was plus 124. The guy was plus 124. So if there's any question that he is the greatest defenseman of all time, uh, yeah. I think mean, that's that stat just blows it out well, of the water. I, I, well, that and the fact that
0: he had 102 assists that year and 40 Nine power play points. Yep, that, that's that's it's 13 shorthanded points, and he he almost
1: fired 400 uh, shots at the net. That's, that's you know I don't think that that will ever be repeated in any capacity or half of that. Well, it's it's so amazing that just behind him, uh, Paul Coffey, who had one fewer point at 138 points in 85-86, but the rest of his stats are completely uninspiring compared to oh absolutely uh, Bobby York. But you look at Paul Coffey was plus sixty one. Yeah. That doesn't seem like a big deal compared to the one twenty four, but could you imagine a player being plus sixty one in the NHL this year?
0: Yeah, and what the, and I think the managers re, would remember eighty five, eighty six with coffee. Um, like his points were one hundred thirty
1: eight. Yep. That's
0: yeah, the, uh, that's just unheard of in the in today's game.
1: So let's look at uh, at the at the twenty five sure. uh, percent mark, twenty game mark. Yeah, twenty season. game mark. Yep. Uh, so both Orr and Coffee would be at thirty five points right now. Unreal. Um, Orr would be at plus thirty one. Coffee at plus fifteen. And Orr would already have twelve power play points and have a hundred shots uh, yeah. at the net, so uh, he'd be ranked number one. Easy. easy, 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 easy. All right. So our top two guys um, in the league right now for defense are Burns and Riley. Yeah. Right. So and, where and would they be at? Well,
0: I you, you, for me, just as, just a side note. I'm, I'm kind of surprised to see Burns on this list, and I mentioned this before because he's such a notorious slow starter. But out of twenty games. Burns would, uh, you know, have three three goals, 19 assists, assists, 22 points, right, and 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 70 70 shots. It's amazing. Yeah. So that's where he's at that's right where, now. That's where he's
1: at now. But Morgan Riley is having an even more impressive season. Oh, it's unreal. Nine goals, 16 assists, 25 points. I would still put him 10 points behind. So he would have uh, two thirds of the points of a coffee or an or during their seasons. Um, but he's having a pretty in- impressive season. Actually, if we project, um, Morgan Riley across a full season, if he can keep this up. Morgan Riley will be on pace to have the tenth highest defensive total for points in NHL history. Yeah, and so th- is he overperforming right I, now? I got it pro- yes. yeah, but that team's got so much firepower.
0: yeah, and it is an exciting team to watch, but and uh, you know, no one would have and the million in a million years would have called Morgan Riley to be um, a top two defenseman this this year. So it's let's, unreal.
1: Let's see if he cools down. But you've got to say he's going to get 80 points. He's well, already he's not cooling 80. down
0: in any way. Like, yeah. He's still, like, heaping on the points, right? So uh, let's jump to, what do you want to jump to, wingers, left yeah, wingers? Let's, let's do
1: left wingers. All so, right. you know, in the pool we always talk about how valuable wingers are and how difficult they are to acquire, and, and these two names are going to prove just that. So who are our two highest scoring this uh, is n- this left is, wingers of all time? This is crazy because it's Luke Robitaille and kevin stevens yep so luke robitaille in 92 93 got 125 points the year before kevin stevens got 123 points um the big stat for me is that uh luke robitaille in 92 93 scored 24 power play goals (laughs) that's unreal yeah so that's that's pretty that that one
0: stands out 265 shots that's kind of you know Eight game winning goals, that's pretty good. And Kevin Stevens, I mean again, like the categories are not jumping out, but three hundred and twenty five shots. So he was putting them on the net. That's amazing.
1: Yeah, and, and I would say again, like these names it just goes to prove that that acquiring quality wingers is really hard to do. And the, the best left winger in the game for us right now. Is David Pasternak. Yeah. And so uh, how does he rank how does he
0: rank up against those 92 93 seasons from sorry season from Robitaille and 91 92 from
1: Stevens? He's incredibly close. So these guys had 31 points after 20 games, or that's what their projection would have been. Yeah. Uh Pasternak's at 25 points. Yeah. He, he's beating them in power play goals. He would have more power play points. Beating he, him in goals. And he has the same shots on net as Kevin Stevens. So this is this is the interesting thing about Pasternak. Yeah. Um if we because he's a left wing, right wings, right? Uh, he would, David Pasternak, would end up having, um, I think, a top 10 all time left winger season as well. So. What, what and what point where it was, um, like, Pasternak, like, uh,
0: if you look at Robitaille and Stevens and the points of their career, what points were, uh, a point of their career where they're doing these types of seasons versus Pasternak, right? It's, he's just getting warmed up. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. So, th- well, so this
0: tells you that 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 uh, Gump has a, a massive keeper on his hands here. Absolutely, for sure. And, and, he, ne- and he needs to trade him immediately.
1: Yeah. Let's go to our right wingers. All right, now. here we go. So uh, right wingers. I looked at one guy who's considered one of the best players of all time, but points wise, we're going to see he wasn't a good fantasy player. I'm sorry, but Gordy Howe. No. His, his greatest season: 103 points, plus 45. Nothing really stands out there. So sorry, Gordy, you're an, you're a legend in the NHL, but yeah. You would have been a, hes a Jonathan Taves of, yep. of the you know, and he scored, but he did score it in 1981, 82. I think he might have been almost uh, 40 years old. Uh, yeah, so so anyway. that's pretty
0: impressive. But but the next name is uh, a superstar in terms of fantasy sports, superstar in terms of NHL. He's a legend, right? And Absolutely. this is a guy that did score in his 40s, is Yarmer Yeager.
1: Yeah, 149 points in 95, 96, 62 goals, 87 assists. But what's that shots on net? That's the standout. 403 shots on net. Unreal. So, so he would have been uh, someone who would have been drafted first overall yeah. for 300 bucks for sure. 51 power play points. Yeah, amazing. So let's let's compare him to um, two right wingers. Yep. One is is the most dominant right winger of our time, and that's Alex Ovechkin. Right now, uh, 15 goals, 23 points. 80 shots on net. He would have been beating Gordie Howe right yeah. now on Gordie Howe's pace, um, but uh, still he would have been 15 points behind Yaramir Jager. That's how dominant Yaramir Jager was. Yeah. And then let's look at uh, the other guy, Miko Rantanen. Yeah. Uh, out of 20 games played,
0: he has eight goals, 24 assists, 32 points. He's big time plus 11, um, eight power play points, 43 shots on net. Guy's
1: a stud. He is, Now, he's not a shooter, so that's, not where a shooter. He, that's where he differs from the other guys. He's not a shooter, but um, Mikko Ranton, if he can keep this pace up, will have the sixth highest right-wing totals of all time in the NHL. He'll be projecting out to 130-some points this year. Do you think he's the
0: real deal? Do you think he can handle hang on to this kind of pace? Do you think um, this is just a blip?
1: He had a good season last year too. He's a 100-point guy, Yeah, I think for sure. Um, I don't think he's a 130-point guy, but playing with uh, Nathan McKinnon, those two guys are, are you know, could be a 100, 110 point guys for yeah. many years to come. Yeah, that's right. McKinnon's only twenty four, I think, right?
0: Yep, and they have the best line bar bar none in hockey right now.
1: All right, so let's go now to well, you're you're right, especially with Bergeron <laughs> injured Ollie. I'm gonna owe you some beer. That's yeah, fine. Okay. Yeah. Doesn't matter. All right. Centers? Yeah, let's centers. Go, let's go to Here we go. Now these are we wanted to leave these guys for last. No surprise at all. Well, if we just did the most points ever, it would just be Wayne Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. So we'll look at two of Gretzky's years uh, in 81-82. He got 212 points, but the big thing is he got 92 goals and 57 power play points that year.
0: On 370 shots.
1: 370 shots. So
0: that was 81-82. And 82. then 85-86 uh, out of 80 games played, 52 goals. This is the, this number's insane. 163 assists, 215 points and 18 shorthanded points so uh,
1: 18 shorthanded points that year and so he was getting a shorthanded point every four games and he was averaging two assists a game that year
0: were you doing just just kind of asking a question? were you doing hockey pools when gretzky was playing did you actually have the Gretzky and if you did it were did you because i know some of my friends had the gretzky rule no one could or and the lemieux rule you could not draft either one of those those players
1: were off the table because if a manager had one of those they had the pool I wasn't. When I started doing the hockey pools, it'd be the pick the box, like you'd pick a player in the box. Yeah. And they just wouldn't include guys like Gretzky. Gretzky. There was no point in including guys like Gretzky or Lemieux because everyone would choose them. So let's talk about uh, Lemieux's most dominant season 88 89. He got 199 points or so just shy of 200 points. That's unreal. 114 assists. He had 79 power play points that year 79. So one power play point a game for him. He played 76 games.
0: Oh, Lord. Yes. 313
1: shots. So let's stud. Let's project them to to this uh, yeah this year and this let's year. look at our, at the 25% game mark. Yeah, and let's see where we're at. Well, let's look at our our two what I would call probably our two most yep. dominant defensemen or uh, centermen this year. Uh Nathan McKinnon, uh he's got 20 games played, 29 points. 87 shots on net nine power play points yeah and then uh,
0: obviously the, the, no surprises here with the last one is, is Connor McDavid out of 20 games 12 goals 16 assists 28 points, 68 shots on net 10 power play points already
1: so McKinnon and McDavid look like tiny little babies compared to Gretzky and Lemieux yeah so Gretzky and Lemieux at the 25 percent mark of the season at 20 games played Gretzky would already have 53 points. Uh, the year that he he got 182, 112 points when yeah. he got the night, but he'd already have 23 goals in 20 games, and then yeah, the following year he would have uh, 41 assists already, um, plus 20 the one year plus 18. He'd already have five. There's, there's just no comparison. Points. We
0: we talk about how good McDavid is. We talk how good Cro- you know these players like Crosby or McKinnon are. They just do not stand up against Gretzky or Lemieux. Unbelievable. So yeah,
1: Lemieux would be at 50 points. He'd already have 20 power play points, which is probably more than some of the teams we have combined. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So unbelievable. So let's look now at um, – I, I, it blows me away when I look at these stats, but let's project out some of these players uh, from this year. Yeah. And if they play a full 82-game schedule. Yeah, ske- let's do that. Schedule. So Mikko Rantanen right now is uh, blowing everyone's socks off. He would uh, have a season where he would score 131 points. That's crazy. Would finish at plus 45. And with 35, or 33 power play points. So that is a season for the ages if he can hold on. And I don't think he's necessarily overperforming. No. I think he has to slow down a little bit, but this guy is someone who deserves to be a top five scorer in the NHL. I, I
0: think you're, he's a 100-point guy. I think, I think very clearly with
1: that one, and I agree with you on that one. What about Nate, Nate McKinnon here? Again, he would project out to 119 points for the season, plus 29, 37 power play points, and 357 shots on net. I think that's just a little bit high. Yeah, but uh, both of them should break the hundred point mark uh, if they're healthy easily.
0: And, and at the beginning of the season, the only real guaranteed hundred point player was our next name was Connor McDavid. That's who I thought the only really fully guaranteed one would be. Uh, you have him at uh, pr- terms of projections at 115 points, with really 41. He shines again on the power play. 41 power play points.
1: And I think that sounds about right. Yeah, it sounds about at, right. McDavid at 115 to 120 yeah, points, that's I a think good is pace. where McDavid should be. So yeah. he's playing the way he should. Pasternak projects out to 103 points, which again I think it sounds about right. He's going to get 49 uh, power play points at this rate and in the mid 300s for shots on net. But then the one that really blows me away is uh, Morgan Riley uh, on pace so 37 goals, yeah, 66 a assists, 103, 103 points. points, plus 41 41 power play points. Uh, so what can you say? Like nothing, full credit to Morgan Riley for the season that he's had. Uh, it's unreal.
0: And then yeah, that's the biggest one that stands out. You know, Venchkin and Burns kind of round out that. This has been an unreal uh, uh, comparison. This is yeah. it, you could tell it is Wayne's world here. This it is, is the world.
1: Well, when you look at Brodeur and Holpe at forty-eight wins, you look at Gretzky, two hundred and fifteen points, yeah. eighteen short-handed points, Lemieux throwing up seventy-nine power play points, Jager with four hundred and three shots. I, bobby at plus 124 like these are seasons that are are, are so incredible
0: yeah the, it's in in terms of fan in terms of real life but also more importantly fantasy hockey
1: as we finish tell me your one guy one legend that you would have on your team can't pick anyone from this list who would be the one guy you would have picked in a fantasy the boss pool? man mike bossy i would have gone with number 22 mike bossy as well but i'm going to say dominic hasick really that. i would have picked dominic hasick in his prime that's awesome well folks there you have it end of week seven here
0: Episode 17, Wayne's World. That wraps up. What are we doing next week? Do we even have an idea what's going on?
1: I think we do, actually. I think we might talk about the year of the backup goalie next week.
0: Fantastic.
1: Is there are a this lot of stuff awesome. backing
0: that up. Yeah, I love it. All so right, fellas. folks. That's it. Have a great week. We'll see you later.